Hello, and welcome to Take Your Time, a Persona 5 Royal podcast, in which I take my time doing this intro. No, I'm not going to do that to you, otherwise this episode would be three hours long. Hey everyone, I'm Jonathan Dornbush, and I'm hosting this week's episode 40. We're on our 40th episode of Take Your Time, and what a joy it is. We've got some exciting stuff to talk about in the world of Persona 5 Royal, and as always... I'm joined. I'm joined by Tom Marks. Tom, I can't talk. I'm too excited. Hebda hebdo, Jabadathin. We're gonna Porky Pig. Uh, <laughs> yeah, do, exactly. do Porky Pig impressions for the whole episode. People will love it. Um, no, we're we're jumping in to uh, you know we're continuing our look into the first full week of January that we're we're diving into January third through January 9th. Uh, and boy, is it more royal stuff that I don't know about, and I'm excited to jump into. Woo! Um, it's it's really fun to be able to finally play this stuff and finally be able to talk about it with everyone. Uh, thank you to everyone who's been writing in, especially because we're getting into the royal section of the game. Uh, obviously, I, I can tell a lot of people who are either playing for the first time or who have played before and are kind of listening along with us are very excited that we've gotten to this point. Um, I'm very a lot excited. To talk about. Yeah, a, a lot to dig into. But before we get there, including some of your comments, uh, Tom, I do want to start with a pop quiz answer. Yes. So last week I asked, uh, they were talking about, you know, the, the objects you're supposed to dream about on your first dream of the new year. Uh, and those objects, as Makoto, I believe, correctly pointed out, are Mount Fuji, a hawk, and an eggplant. Ryuji had his own guess. I asked, which of those did he actually get right? And uh, we got one correct answer that I saw in the comments, which was from Hannah. Uh, Jonathan, did you have a guess or did you? It is Mount Fuji. It is. Okay, okay. I was I uh, thought eggplant would be a bit much, so Ryuji's Ryuji's I believe were uh Mount Fuji sheep and okra. Which I love that it's that just like right. a like adjacent to the right things, <laughs> right? But it's just not at all. Yeah. It's uh it, it was a very funny bit. I also just like I don't know why, but I feel, this is a total tangent, but I feel like I went from never hearing about okra to always f- hearing about okra in my life recently. <laughs> uh, I don't know how that happened, but that's not a word that I ever thought of a year ago, and now I hear it all the time. And okra tastes good. I'm not I'm not knocking okra. It's just a, I am. I don't like okra at all. Oh. Well, I guess we should just end the show there then. Yeah. Seems we can't get past these. <laughs> no, I, I think if there's one thing that Persona 5 has taught us is that if two people have differences... They should just never speak again. That's true. And yeah. they're not meant for each other. Actually, I'm going to go change your mind so uh, <laughs> and change your heart. So in, yeah. enjoy enjoy having a weird panic attack uh, like a month from now, right before a major event of <laughs> oh, your God. life. Yeah, that's how that, I mean, that's basically what they do every time. It's true. Uh, anyway, uh, sound off in the comments if you uh, are pro or against okra. <laughs> <laughs> That's the big debate of this week. I'm going to put. I'm definitely going to put a poll on the Spotify version because uh, I can do that now. <laughs> a quick reminder, by the way. I usually say this at the end, but I'm going to say it now because I mentioned Spotify. If you listen on Spotify, uh, you can now rate shows on Spotify. So please consider rating the show if you're enjoying it and getting it out there to more Persona fans. We appreciate it. Um, but speaking of all the wonderful Persona fans who do listen. Uh, we have a bunch of comments and some emails to get through. I'm going to start with the emails, none of which Tom has seen. So any jokes in them will be first passes, and I can't wait. Anyway, the first email, <laughs> okay. like you can write in, 
uh, to, to doorknology at gmail.com comes from Jake and Jake wrote in and said, hi, Tom and Jonathan, long time fan, first time writer. I started leisurely listening to the show in August, taking my time listening, you may say, but after realizing that we are already in the new year and the game will be wrapping up in a matter of weeks, I decided to binge the show so I can catch up in time for the finale. Well, thank you for doing that. Um, I listened to all of October today and am now beginning November. Throughout all the weeks, I've had one big question of mine that I do not believe has been addressed, so I've been dying to ask, which intro song and sequence do you two prefer? Persona 5's uh, Wake Up, Get Up, Get Out There, or Royal's Colors Flying High? I know friend of the show Barrett Courtney prefers the original P5 intro. Barrett, sound off in the comments if that is true or not. Uh, <laughs> but I personally will die on the hill that P5R intro is elite. The style, the vibrancy of the colors, and the way it gives all the thieves fun and equal screen time is just superior to the way the original P5 intro handled it. Not to mention Colors Flying High is an absolute get-hyped banger, more so than Wake Up, Get Up, Get Out There, in my opinion. Uh, but which do you prefer? Anyway, thanks so much. I've been loving the show and are excited to see what you two do next. Bonk you later, Jake. Tom? Uh, I think I'm going to go with a mix. I think I like Wake Up better as a song, but I think the intro, the new intro, is definitely more, like, visually fun and interesting. Okay. That also, they're wearing me. their winter outfits in it, and I, I'm a sucker for that. That's true. That upsets me, because I am. I was going to say the exact same thing, so now we sound boring. Um, <laughs> I will say, though, I guess... Um, I do agree. I think like on a, a, a visual level and it it's hard though, because I think the Royal version is more enjoyable to watch if you already know all these characters. Yeah, I think, that's true. Like I think as an introduction, the base games version is better. Um, but I do enjoy watching fives Royals more. I will say though that like, and this is somewhat of a tangent back when I first fell in love with kingdom hearts, it was because I was so into that, uh, the, you know, the introductory music video, essentially, that plays. Simple and clean. Yes, yeah. And and when that plays and, and how, like, amazing that was to me as a, a 10-year-old and just blew my mind. And that was like, okay, I'm really into this game just from the start. I had a similar experience, and I rarely have this anymore because most games just kind of don't do it this way. But I had a similar experience when I first sat down to play Persona 5 and was kind of like am I really going to give 120 hours to this RPG? And just saw that intro and was like, oh, this is cool. I'm into this. And so, like, I have a sort of, like, special affinity for the the, the base version because I think it is, like, it really gets you in the style and the mood and the tone of the game. Yeah. In a great way. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, the, those are that's a wishy-washy answer from me, but there <laughs> we go. Uh, thank you, though, for writing in, Jake. Uh, this next one comes from Ronan. Ronan wrote in and said, what's bonking, Jonathan and Tom? Love the show, you guys. Starting it up with the uh, impetus I needed to finish off base Persona 5 and finally pick up Royal, and I love chipping away at it a day at a time and hearing your thoughts and analysis over the weeks. You both have mentioned potentially doing a follow-up season, possibly with P4G, but with the news that one of the free games on PlayStation Plus this month is Persona 5 Strikers, I wondered if it would make a good follow-up given the timing of this and its nature as a direct sequel. Whatever you guys decide, it's been great listening to you both over these past eight months. I hope it's been as much fun for you to make as it has been for me to listen to. Kind regards, Ronan. Uh, P.S. What do you guys think of the significance of Moriarty being the name of the patient in the House Season 2 finale? And really, I, I think I it's impossible it to not discuss House without discussing Sherlock Holmes. Obviously, the two are just inextricably... Uh, no, anyway... Uh, Yes, for those who don't know, Tom is uh, just about to leave the show. Uh, we 
Uh, for those who don't have PlayStation Plus or maybe didn't see this, Persona 5 Strikers is free for the month if you're a subscriber. So, like, go get that <clears throat> if, you, if you're a subscriber. Um, and are listening in real time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, if you're listening <laughs> currently in the month of January, go go get out, but, get, get that thing. And, uh, yeah, download that game because you should. It's the sequel. I've only played a little bit of it. Tom, you played the full thing, obviously. Um, yeah, I, I reviewed it uh, for IGN. And, yeah, it's... it's I really enjoyed it. I think that there's a lot of misconceptions. This is just like a timeless, right, sort of statement of if you're playing it on PS Plus or buying it later or whatever. Like, there's a misconception that it is like to Persona what Hyrule Warriors was to Zelda, right? Which was yeah. like a Dynasty Warriors style clone. And it's much more RPG than it is like Muso game. And it's really, really fun. And the story is. Uh, basically exactly a direct sequel, right? Like, it is it it is a direct sequel, and it is almost on the level, I think, in terms of, like, story quality to me. It's just shorter, and so there's a lot less, like, kind of in-between stories and moments. Um, but yeah, if, if you like Persona 5 and you have not played Strikers, I think you would like Strikers, basically. Like, I yeah. think it is... It is so fun to be back with those characters. The tricky thing about doing something as treating it as a sequel in terms of something like this show, and we were talking about this a little bit before, is like it is a 40 to 50-ish hour game that takes place in a month, right? (laughs) Rather than a 140-hour game that takes place over nine. (laughs) Um, So it's a it's a lot of it's a different pace basically um yeah. in terms of a show like this we're we're thinking we're talking about stuff right like we we haven't made any hard plans for post show since it's still like three months away or whatever but like uh yeah it it's something that would we're thinking about but is like it is not sort of the exact same beast as just like doing this or doing like p4g would be yeah, yeah. There's a, a much different sort of ask, or we'd we'd probably shift the schedule for covering that game a little bit, um, right? To make it more palatable. But yeah, it's it's definitely something that I think I I'm going to play that game after we're done with Royal. I've basically just been waiting to finish Royal. Uh, Ironically, but, sort of yeah. pretends that a Royal doesn't happen at all. Yeah, it's basically a sequel to the base game, but yeah. that's okay. It's yeah. Anyway. Uh, and the other thing I will say, and this yes. might be controversial, but anybody who's played Strikers and Royal will I will know what I'm talking about. Uh, Strikers introduces a couple new characters, and Royal has introduced a couple new characters that we've already met. I think the Strikers characters are way better. Oh. <laughs> like, I like the new Strikers characters way more than I like kasumi or sumire and maruki and all oh, that like man yeah i That's... i like the new strikers characters a lot wow because i really liked maruki and, and kasumi this whole time yeah so i mean i like them too yeah no, that's just it's... this high praise yeah uh, last but not least on the email front, uh, Harry wrote in and said, Hey guys, love the show. I've had a great time listening and I really appreciate all the weird details you focus in on. Uh, I want to come in and give a quick fun detail about Akechi's costume and <clears throat> I apologize for any mispronunciation. It's very early in the morning. I barely know how to say normal words that I, I have used all my life. I can't say words from other languages that I've never said before. Um, <laughs> I wanted to come in and, and give this fun detail. What he's pretending to be aligned when, excuse me, he's pretending to be aligned with the Phantom Thieves in Size Palace. He's wearing a red. I don't see. I don't know if this is a a typo or a word. I don't know. But he wrote Canidia del Art. I think it's Comedia. Is it probably supposed to be an M? 
Probably. Uh, anyway, masks styled like the Scaramouche, which I just really thought was a, 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 something from a Queen song. Uh, the Scaramouche is often the lying henchman of the Don, who the Harlequin, or Fool, if you want to stick to Persona's Arcana, will beat when he becomes boastful. Happy New Year. Have fun storming the palace, Harry. Uh, that's a nice just, little detail. Yeah, nice, cute little fact there that I did not yeah, know about. This game, this game has so much attention in it, right? Yeah. Like, there's, like, every little thing is just, like, it's so, so rich. <laughs> and what's crazy about it, too, is just that it um, it's pulling from so many different uh, reference points, too. Like, it, as we've said, there's a ton from different religions, different cultural touchstones. Um, it's mixing and matching a lot of it too uh and so yeah for it to be able to pull everything in and at least like on the surface feel like that stuff isn't just it isn't being mistranslated into you know this hodgepodge of stuff is is really impressive um before we go on as well just wanted to mention a viewer comment from uh this past week's episode uh arcwing also wrote in and said, fun fact, early in the game when you are stuck in traffic with Sojuro after visiting the school, he talks about how a girl died tragically in a car accident the month before Joker arrives, hinting very early on at Kasumi's death. And man, yeah. I remember hearing that and was like, is that new? No, it that was new. I was like, that must just be one of the, the mental shutdowns and I just don't remember it. But that seems new. And then didn't yep. think about it for nine months. Little man. details that make somehow make replaying a 140 hour jrpg actually like really worth it <laughs> it it works out yeah uh it's really cool and i don't know if you meant to do this but i am just going to quickly mention valpal wrote in a comment uh just kind of asking our thoughts on the billboards that you see in the akechi and joker uh showtime that say two sides same coin and prodigal sons uh feels like they're both full of s- symbolism valpal said but i don't know if i have enough background knowledge of persona to make any good guesses uh tom and i were mentioning this before amy uh in the comments as well posted a really like in-depth uh sort of breakdown of what those two are most likely referencing um two sides same coin i think tom and i were both saying before the show is like with joker and akechi you know you can look at them as two sides of the same coin as well as the yeah. two sides of a catchy as the same coin, I think is, is kind of, it can be both there to a certain right. extent. Um, and then, yeah, the prodigal sons is a biblical story that Amy goes into detail in, in the comments. But uh, Tom, you gave a great, very quick breakdown of it. If you want to just say that. Yeah. Pro- <laughs> I mean, the, the, the phrase, right. The prodigal son returns is like a lot of people use that. And it's basically like, the the uh, the story is about like the prodigal son of returning in shame right and still being forgiven right yeah. by his father and the other brother kind of being jealous of that and yeah it's 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 there are clear parallels amy goes into it in more detail if you want to read that comment on youtube but like th- there are clear parallels right with joker and akechi and forgiveness and somebody doing something bad and coming back and akechi is sort of like literally going through that to a certain extent but then there's there's more you can dive into but yeah like we were saying tiny details where like these billboards in the background of a showtime have a biblical context (laughs) that is referential to both characters like is nuts yeah it's it's really impressive how all that stuff is continuing to pop up and i'm sure on another playthrough i realize all the ones that i missed before already but uh yeah it's it's very cool to see all this stuff in there and that's kind of was our hope with the show was to be able to catch at least some of that stuff as it went by yeah um but speaking of going by, the last week has gone by, and that week was January 3rd through January 9th. So let's dig into it. 
and discuss. It's a quick one. It is a quick one. Actually, uh, this time. <laughs> yeah, an actually quick week this time. Uh, Tom, as, as you've labeled it in the run of show, if you don't mind me saying, is this an Eternal Sunshine reference? It is. Okay, good. He labeled it Meet Me in Montauk, and I just was like, well, I don't think you're just mentioning that because I'm from Long Island. So I'm going to assume it was Eternal yeah. Sunshine. This whole week was very Eternal Sunshine. It is. Because you yeah. like have conversations with your party members about them not remembering something. And then you whisper quietly in the, their ear like, I'll be waiting for you. And then like go on to the next one. And like, it's like, it's very like, it's very Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind this week. It's very Eternal Sunshine. It's also very much, and I, I guess before jumping into the week, because it will take a, not much time, but just to like talk about the week as a whole, obviously each day you're kind of going and checking up on another friend. Right. A, as Maruki had said, like, see how they're enjoying this life. See if you really think you want to take them out of this. See if going to back to your reality would be worth it. And you do these check-ins every day. Um, we can get into the minutia of it. But one thing that I think is really interesting is it's essentially another take on the the part of the finale of the base game that we both talked about not liking, but I like it more in this version. Um, yeah. Where essentially when you went to everyone's jail cells and had the same conversations over and over, you're yeah. sort of doing something similar here to like bring them back into the fold. But like... Something about the context of it being spread out over multiple days and there being breaks in between each conversation made it more palatable for me. Like, it was well, simply a structural thing. It's, I think it's more than a structure, too, because Probably. it's also just, like, the conversations are way more interesting. The difference in the pot, like, in that prison scene, like, everybody's basically having the same conversation with some little bits of, like, why they are specifically unhappy. And, like, this is way more exciting to be, like whoa, Thomas hanging out with her mom or like, oh my God, this is totally. like, right. Like it's, it's like a little bit more, it's just weirder and ex more exciting for that reason. Yeah. And even though, cause it, it almost does the exact same thing of, as you were saying, you basically have the same response to everyone at yeah. the end where it's just like, I'll be waiting for you. Or like, just think about that one. But the act of going in and, and seeing what all of them are up to, you're totally right. Makes it more fascinating just from a player perspective as opposed to just going to their gel cell and being like, wake up, dummy, come on. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so anyway, this is this is the week that goes by. Um, we'll, we'll dig into it, but I think really the meat of it is the end of the week. Uh, but before we get there, starts out January 3rd, and essentially January 3rd through January 8th, up until, you know, some stuff at the end of the 8th, is wake up, get, get out. out. Get, get yeah, out there exactly yeah. um you you wake up at the the diner uh the cafe excuse me you go to the train station you have to go to the train station you have to decide where to go as, as the week goes on you get a little bit more uh i guess freedom there but uh it, it runs you through the same pattern and so the first day i just assume like i am curious if you did things in any of a different order because there's like one or two days where you can yeah, I um, think I th I think there's a few days we can, and yeah, I okay. did. I, I imagine we probably did things in different orders. The thing I will say is, yes, the first day it really makes you walk the entire train path, right? Yes. Like it, it's yeah. like really makes you do that, and then from after that, you can kind of skip to Shibuya. I still wish it would let you just skip a little more of that yeah. walking as the week goes on, but I did really like the kind of parallel that this draws to the very beginning of the base game right where it's forcing you to walk to the train to get to school to get to all these places and actually navigate the train line and 
it it that feels intentional to me. Like this yes. feels like that the developers sort of telling you this is a bit of a reset, right? Mm-hmm. This is a bit of a fresh go where you're going to be starting a little bit not from scratch but like you're you're gonna wander around the town because you're you're in a new world now, right? <laughs> and this is this new reality is unfamiliar to you, and you get to experience. And I like that it makes you slow down and see that and feel a little bit like this is the start of something fresh again. Yeah. Um, I do just wish that after like the second day, you could just go straight to the map and go to where you want. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Me too. It's it's weird because I I totally agree with you. Like on a I guess an artistic level, it's like, I think the, as you're saying, the parallel to the beginning of the game and the forcing you to do that makes it really sink in that this is a reset, as you said, I think, I think really yeah. nails it, but it, it is juxtaposed with the idea of like, but I've been playing this game for upwards of a hundred hours and I know how to get around. So maybe yeah. it's bit, like it's that difficulty where I'm like, I appreciate what they're going for in terms of the reset, but if you, if you just kind of let me skip a little bit of it, it would be okay. Right. Um, but anyway, we begin the week. I the first one for me. I I think the first one is the same for everyone. But again, let's find out. Uh, I went to go hang out with On. Yeah, I think I think the first one is scheduled or whatever. Okay, cool. So yeah, you you go to check up on On. She's hanging out in the underground mall, typically where you would find her um, normally to go hang out uh, for confidant hangouts, uh, and she's there hanging out with Shiho. Uh, and you you talk a little bit. You realize in this reality. Uh, Shiho has transferred to another, has just transferred to another school and is a volleyball star at that school. Uh, but she's actually going to be coming back, uh, to, to our school as well. Uh, and so you just kind of get a, a sense that like things are going well for Shiho. There does not seem to be any sort of like Kamashida in the picture here. She seems to have left because like her family just transferred her. Um, but things are going well enough and she can come back to the school and it's not like, a haunted place for her to have to return to. Like it's not uh, difficult in that way. And so it seems like, Oh, their relationship is both very good. And she life is better. You know, right. in, in that sense, like she hasn't gone through that pain. Yeah. Um, this is, this is the process of like learning, literally learning what everyone was wishing for. Right. Exactly. And yeah. I think it's really, you know, it's, it's very sweet because on, on like, family is always gone right and she's like doesn't feel like she fits in all the time and all this stuff and what she wished for was just her friend's happiness and her friend back which is like very very sweet of her (laughs) yes yeah and and i think something i really appreciate because i i do think there's a world where they could have taken it to like the superficial side of Ahn's storyline and made it be about her becoming just an instantly famous uncontested model or something like right but it shows that like at the end of the day, she did really, the, the friendship was the more important part. And yeah, the, this personal side of things really, really did matter in that way. And I, I, I think that's a really great sign for who on is, but of course we're like, is this really what you want? Maybe you should yeah. remember. And, and you make her remember a little bit at the end of things. And that's the end of that day. Yeah. That's, that's the, the pattern you were talking about, right? It's yeah. like you, you get this moment where you see what their deal is and you chat with them a little bit. They look really, really happy. And then you say something that kind of like triggers a memory in them of what it was like before. And they start to be like, what was that? Uh, never mind. Bye. And yep. like go off and you sort of just like have to, you let them come to terms with it on their own basically. Exactly. But that's, 
that's the pattern that everyone falls into. And then it's just seeing what they're doing different and what they wished for and all that jazz. Exactly. So pretty much for the next few days, we're just going to kind of run through what their days were like and, and just yeah. get a sense of that real quick. So the that day ends. Uh, I will say as we get to some of them, sometimes Joker really is it's a little rude the way he has to kind of force it through. But, you know, anyway, uh, the next day, this was the first day at least I could <clears throat> as you're leaving the cafe, you can check in with human Morgana. Yes. Uh, and and he'll give you a hint about someone to go talk to. Right. Um, mentioned Even they're all marked on the map, but that's okay. Exactly. Uh, for me, he mentioned Haru being in Kichijoji, uh, hmm. setting up shop. But uh, anyway, I then went back into the subway, did the whole thing, and I ran into Sai and Makoto today. Yeah, me too. Okay, cool. You can skip that one. I think you can walk by it, but uh, okay. I saw a little card on my map and I was like, ooh, and me too. To Ma- yeah, to I, this was also at a point where I didn't know if the game was going to stop you after one every day or maybe do a couple. Like I didn't really, right, right, right. I had no idea. So I <laughs> immediately stopped to talk to them. And this one is the two of them are out uh, doing some shopping. They're going to go celebrate with their dad. Um, <clears throat> they, it's essentially a like, Makoto's family life is in an okay place. Her her dad is still there. She and, and Sai are getting along really well. It doesn't seem like work is getting in the way of things. The The family situation there is a happy one. Right. Um, and you basically have to be like, but really, does your family ha- ha- need to be happy like this? Come on. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, and that's the end of the fourth. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. Makoto... The Makoto one is really interesting because she basically is just like wished for her father back, right? Um, which is like, I don't know. It's just like, it's a very interesting sort of thing where like, what about her mom? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't fully understand why it was just her dad, but <laughs> that's okay. Ah, sometimes you have a favorite parent, I guess. Like parents have a favorite kid. I, I guess, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they but do. It, they do have a favorite kid. Just know that if you're one of several kids, they have a favorite. This is really and if this it's a, very messed up. And if, I'm I have no, I was a <clears throat> I was an only child growing up, so I was the favorite kid. That's why I'm saying it. Wow. <laughs> I'm just trying to up. make you remember if this is the reality you want, Tom. That, that hurt my feelings. Are you saying as it's a, your your a, brother then? As a younger sibling, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, um, the younger one is usually the favorite, according to television. Oh, really? Because you're the baby of the family. You're the one oh, who needs to be protected. Great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Screw him. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Anyway, the, the siblings are getting along here. There's no issues. Yes. Everything seems and, to be fine. And I, one thing I also really like about this week is that we get to see everybody's outfits, their new outfits. Yes. Uh, yeah. And Sai's new outfit is just like her old outfit, but with a coat and a scarf. Yep. It's just the same outfit. <laughs> I think it's appropriate for Sai. I feel like that, yeah. that tracks. It's her business clothes. It's it, like, yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit uh, prepared for the weather. Anyway, we can move on. <laughs> anyway, moving on to January 5th, uh, running right through this week. Morgana suggested Ryuji for me. I was writing these down mostly because I was like, this might be important later. So I'm going to write sure. it down. Uh, obviously, it was not. Uh, but I did, in fact, go to the school today to talk to Ryuji. I did as well. Nice. Um, so yeah, this is one of Ryuji. It's a bit of a longer one. He's talking to his teammates um, about he may have been recruited. You know, like his his track career seems to be going well. The the team seems to be getting along with him. 
uh, things seem to be going pretty well, and you have to basically rudely be like, you really want to, like, are these really your friends? Is this this track life really what you want, man? Come on. Uh, undoubtedly the lowest stakes teammate <laughs> of any of these. Yeah, yeah. Three of your party members have resurrected dead parents, yep. and Ryuji is like, I can run again. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I know that was important to him. Yes, But, like, yeah. it's, like... Way lower stakes for Ryuji than anybody else in this situation. <laughs> I, But I do appreciate at the very least that it wasn't all just like a dead parent has come back to life for everyone. Yes, yes, yeah. that was nice. I mean, and like it, it is, I think it, it is, speaks volumes also to Ryuji as like a character that he's not like, I don't want my deadbeat dad to come back, right? Yes, like that's not yeah. what he wishes for, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm not like belittling what it means to the character or anything. No, no, yeah. But, like, it is very funny, like, kind of how much lower stakes Ryuji just, like, hanging out with the track team is. It, 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 I think the, like, the thing you're speaking to is just, because it is very funny where it's like, Wakaba has been raised from the dead. <laughs> yeah. And is just hanging around. And as we learn later in this week, like, her and, and Haru's dad, like, they are real in this world. Like, as far as we yeah. understand, they are alive. It is not like a right. construct that only they see. Like, they exist. And so... But uh, to, his, to his credit, he's very happy. He's yeah. very glad he could be running. And clearly this is still something that, like, he wanted to some extent, right? Yeah. Although, again, we learn also that, like, the how the wishes were taken were, like, not exactly, like with intent all the time right yes. like yeah they weren't it wasn't like ryuji was going man i wish i could be part of the track team again it was like yeah exactly anyway yeah. uh moving on from that day january 5th we can run right into january 6th uh and i went to go see haru on this day uh 6th yeah me too cool because we're dating True. Yeah. That was the funny thing for me was seeing Makoto and there not being any recognition that we're dating in this reality. Yeah. What about what, what Joker wants? Well, it's even funnier <laughs> with Haru because Haru's at, at Kichijoji, right, with her dad. Yeah. Uh, who's like, they're picking out a new location for a new restaurant or whatever. And she's like being all businessy and cute. And he's being just like a really good father. It's so father. strange. It yeah. like made me uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and then... He's like, ooh, is this a special boy? And Haru's like, dad, stop. And I'm like, yeah, but kind of. Yeah. <laughs> like he, I think he mentions that she talks about him a lot. Like he's very much teasing her in this situation. It is, it is so why This, I think, is the one that stood out the most for me, other than obviously just, you know, Wakaba being alive. It was just like sure. the, the character change. Yeah. Is really, I think, well done because he is just so nice here. Like the, any, any pretense that he is the same guy is just gone or he's really good at hiding it (laughs) and to a certain extent that is what haru wanted right she didn't just want her dad back like the the whole reason she did the phantom thieves thing was because she wanted her dad to have a change of heart right she wanted him to atone and be a better businessman and be good to his employees and be nice to her and all that and so that's what she gets she doesn't just get her dad back yeah yeah he's not like, there is a way where you could have seen this where it's like, he's around, but he's, you know, firing people on the phone who are just right. useless workers to him or something. Yeah, he is a good father and seemingly good business leader. Yeah, <clears throat> and she's well. leading the business with him. Yes, yeah, which is 
I, uh, nice to see, especially given how that's so much of her confidant line um, is her reckoning with that stuff. But uh, anyway, yeah, that's that day. Uh, they go off, take a break from their scouting, and <clears throat> that's the end of the sixth. Uh, moving on to the seventh. Uh, the seventh is, I think, the last like solo day w- without a little bit extra to it. And right. uh, here... Futaba was who I went to go hang out with. Me too. We did the exact same choices. Perfect. Uh, Futaba and her family at the game store in Akihabara. Uh, She's trying to get them to buy things. And it's her, Sojuro, uh, and Wakaba being happy together and just being a family. And 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 Sojuro's winter outfit is so baller. So great. God. (laughs) Like... I, I, there's occasionally toys released of all of the characters. I'm like, I just want their winter outfit versions. Like I'd buy statues, mm-hmm. all of those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all of them hanging out. Obviously we get to see kind of just Futaba getting to be a kid with her parents, like getting yeah. to try to convince them of why she wants to buy this thing of how it's important to her of them taking interest, but also being just like, Oh, we're having a good time as a family together. And it's just a very sweet, wonderful scene. And you have to be like, but do you really want this? Yeah, it's, and it's it's very sad. Yeah, because Futaba kind of picks up on it in a way that the others don't. Yes, to a, to a certain extent too. She like yeah. knows something's wrong really quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're totally right. Um, she there's like a feeling to it for her. That, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's pretty much the seventh. I don't. Yep. I don't know if there's anything else from Futaba's day that's stuck out. No, it just it just continues to be wild to see wakaba as a character especially if you've played the base game already like wakaba was just this sphinx head lady and somebody who's talked about elsewhere so to see wakaba as a speaking character who is interacting directly with futaba is like it's really interesting it's really really it's one of those things like human morgana where you just sort of never expected to see that i really yeah i never did even as soon as the like reality change thing happened i just didn't think wakaba would be back that one felt weird to me um yeah and i i maybe that speaks to why futaba kind of feels it so quickly that like there's right. sort of like a raw especially because wakaba's research is so wrapped up in everything that's happened mm-hmm. um but anyway we get to uh the 8th january 8th and things start to unravel from here a little bit more uh this day was visiting yusuke uh, going through the old routine and, and visiting him uh, yep. at the art display where his his mom's famous piece is, of course, uh, for all to appreciate. And it's just out there. People can can enjoy this work as it was intended to be. It's something the world can see and adore as was meant. Uh, and he talks about being with his uh, his good uh, my, my phone because I, I've been recently texting about the hit Netflix series Sensate changed sensei to sensate uh so he was with his good sensate uh and not his parents which i thought was an interesting choice that like at the end of the day ryuji or excuse me yusuke's passion for his art and wanting to excel at that was sort of the the dominant dream that that formed itself here in this reality Um, right and not necessarily even having his mom back um but to be with someone who could teach him about art in that way right um, so we get that whole conversation again. We try to get him to remember if this is really how things are meant to be, uh, and, and abscond away. And then we get a little bit more at the end of the day. Now that we have, you know, discussed with all of our friends, 
uh, kind of what their lives are like and, and hopefully force them to remember what, what mm-hmm. reality is meant to be like. Uh, we get home and Akechi calls in with some info. Um, some yes. of the, some of the big things, and I'm I'm kind of going between your notes and mine, so forgive me if I'm like bouncing around at all. Um, but he he digs first into Maruki and his his college work uh, and everything that he had funding for. Um, he he had got funding for his cognitive science research, but it uh, at some point like didn't have enough investors for the facility that they were going to make is is to my memory of it and they were they were like about to break ground and then it was all just suddenly cut off mysteriously yeah um yeah that's that's pretty much the the main point there is that he was doing research into cognitive science had support and then that support ended unexpectedly and like that obviously there are parallels right that we can already draw to like wakaba doing research and then suddenly it getting unexpectedly cut off so there's there's sort of already it's hinting at like hinting at but also tying into things that you learned pre uh pre royal switch like in the yes. base game all this stuff is stuff you've already kind of like touched on and Nakechi is sort of just like giving a new light to to a certain extent yeah and we um yeah as you said especially uh, hopefully <laughs> you paid attention to and not just went through Maruki's uh, line, but we obviously knew a little bit about his past from there. Right. Uh, and, and some of that stuff will come up uh, here as well. Uh, Akechi sort of just ponders why that happened and why he was studying it to begin with. Um, but he he also, through his research, confirms for us that uh, Wakaba and Okumura are like alive. They are not cognitions or illusions of any kind. In this right. reality, they exist. That's that's a really wild reveal, right? Because you sort of, I think, because of the way the metaverse works, you assume that these are cognitive versions or something like that. And it's like, nope, they are technically, they never died and yeah. they have been alive. And that is just how the world works. It's a hell of a reality retcon that he does. But yeah. um, in addition to that, the other main thing he finds out is that the the Phantom Thieves are a thing that, like, existed in this world, seemingly, but that Shido was the only one who was uh, arrested and, and deemed, you know, responsible for his crimes. Uh, the two of us were never arrested or sort of involved in that in this reality, and so that's why Akechi was right. so easily let go. Um, and uh, Akechi basically is just like, I'm not going to settle for this. Like I can't just exist in this reality like this. I'm not, I'm not going to allow him to have this sort of rule and power. Uh, and, and kind of ask you, is that what you want? And, and sort of presents again, the question of, is this really, are you going to settle for this? Yeah. Um, we get that. We know that, uh, we, we plan to go to, uh, Odaiba again to meet up and go to the palace. Morgana overhears this a little bit. Uh, which will obviously play in a little bit. Morgana just still sleeping on your couch for this entire week as yep. a human. No one has an issue with it. Like get get that dude to bed. Yeah, it's it's incredible to think about the implications of how fast this week goes with Morgana being a human the entire time. Morgana has spent a week on the couch with no blanket and no bed and just like sleeping in your room. And every night you go to sleep thinking about who you're going to talk to the next day. And Morgana is just. There. Five feet away from you. <laughs> yep. What, like, did we not have any conversations with him during all this while we're yeah. going to bed? And and to be fair, during every time you talk with Morgana when you're le- about to leave the house, right? Um, you, Morgana kind of 
is clearly working through this right in in their own head they're like want to be alone want to take walks aren't feeling great right like yeah. it's it's still processing yeah i th- i think it's meant to show also like essentially that once you've kind of caused this train of thought to begin in them it is something that sticks with them uh right because you know there is the whole routine of the week i think it would have been even more a little annoying because the payoff wouldn't have really been there if like every day you could go back and check in on people and they'd be like, I just got to think about things like there's no need yeah. for that. And, and he can represent that kind of for everyone to yeah. an extent. Uh, but anyway, we get to January 9th again, wonderful timing that our weeks line up the way that they do. Um, and yeah. we, we have January 9th and it is time to, maybe make a choice and we we meet back up at odaiba with a catchy and then i love as you put and then go shopping uh yes the game does give you the moment before you can go into the palace to go go do some quick shopping if you need to well it does this funny thing the first time you go into the palace last week too where it um put a chest right at the beginning of the palace that gives you like a few healing items and a few res items yeah because theoretically you just beat the final boss Mm -hmm. and you might've just used a ton of healing items and a ton of like all your support stuff. Theoretically, if you were low on those things or whatever, obviously I had, we talked about how much money we had. Right. And so I had like 50 full heal, full res items, like 50 full heal items and just like, didn't worry about it. But this is the opportunity of if you like took that final boss fight seriously as a final <laughs> boss fight and used all your stuff, then you can go back and you can you can buy some other things. Yeah, there were definitely a few um, <clears throat> Takemi items that I still had like ninety nine of. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm good. But I I bought a, a bit extra because it is that thing of you're also you're going in with a small party at the moment. So right. Just it, you and a catchy. It doesn't hurt to have all that stuff. Even if you're using the items in between uh, battles, it's just good to have that. So you're not wasting SP when you don't need to and, and just having all that stuff to go. Yeah. Um, but we all go into the palace and while we do uh, back at the, the cafe, everyone gathers uh, all of the other phantom thieves gather uh, because they've, they've just had something on their minds for the past week. Um, Morgana lets them know that we're meeting up with a catchy uh, and they're worried if Joker is right and that there might be something, uh, you know, up at the moment. It feels like they're hiding themselves from the truth. Uh, a few of them talk about things like going on. Haru says she saw a mysterious sight. Uh, Futaba is scared to remember, but doesn't want to feel this way and is really conflicted about it. Um, Yusuke says his memory was of all of them here. Like the, the, there is some importance to all of them gathering here. Uh, right. on is worried that she'll she'll lose her connection to joker and that we all will if that they don't remember like this seemingly very important friendship that suddenly isn't as important feels like it's going to be lost if they don't remember what they need to uh and then the screen shatters yeah and, and then we cut away but i love that like it was very and clear to me, as a cat yep it was very clear to me what that moment meant, but I loved the screen, like the fourth wall breaking nature of the screen shattering. It's it's great. Yeah, Morgana just being like, I'm not going to put up with it anymore. And then the screen just breaks and everyone's like, oh, Morgana cat. And then it goes away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
It's really, really good. Uh, it's it's such a great moment. We'll obviously get back to that uh, as we get a yeah. little further into it. But for now, we uh, jump into a little bit more palace exploration, but not that much. It, it's, no, it's it's real light. Yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward. Uh, we're not doing any crazy puzzles. Uh, it's just some battles, a couple new rooms and hallways. I would say not and, even a ton. And to that point, like it, it's it's not meant to be a big infiltration. Exactly. Because you go into that first kind of open area and like you're literally referred to as like a vip guest or whatever and marky tells you exactly where he's gonna be and you go to talk to him right like and you have to fight a few people on the way there but it is not like this big old sort of like like trudge to get to him he's invited you in yeah um i still really like the look of this palace i love the music in this palace yeah it's funny, this is the third time we've been in it now, right? Yeah, including, yeah, including the, the long one. time ago, yeah. Yeah, so you, you revisit this palace a lot before the actual, like, before any sort of actual infiltration starts. Yeah, and uh, I'm just excited to see more of it, I hope. I don't, like, again, right. I have no idea, but I'm, I'm excited to see more of it, because as you said, like, I do... I think the look of it's really interesting and, and uh, really unique from a few of the past ones that have been darker. Like the, the brightness of this one is almost overbearing in an interesting way. Yeah. Um, and as you said, the soundtrack is just continues to be great. So, and, yeah. and there's the other thing I like about these is that it doesn't just make you do the same thing over and again, over again. Like yeah. you're not retreading the same steps every time. Cause the first time you go in, it's just like, you only get a, a like two rooms in yeah. and the second time you go in, it's you, like you literally look at that door to the left that you go in the third time and you're like, we can't deal with that right now. It's locked or whatever. And yeah. you go down this other path. And then this time you go down there, this the locked door, and now there's another locked door that they're like, we can't deal with this right now. Like, we'll just go towards Maruki. And so, like, it does a good job of, like, opening new sort of things every infiltration. So it's not yes. just, like, making you do the same stuff over and over and over. It's, like, yeah. different areas of the palace each time. No, totally. Yeah. It's for something that you need to come back to over and over again. They really made it not feel like a slog to revisit every time. Um, right. But so we venture through a very quick sort of couple rooms. I don't think it's really worth going through. Ooh, I just hit no. my mic. Sorry if that was loud. Uh, yeah, we, there's not really much to these rooms. Uh, not much happens in there. So we get to though, the big room where Maruki has uh, Sumire. It's really hard for me to call her that uh, <laughs> slumped in a chair. Um, obviously we assume the worst at first, but he says she's sleeping. He would like obviously never hurt her. Uh, and that once her inner turmoil is over, she can live her life. Um, Akechi at this point sort of accuses him of just be, uh, essentially brainwashing for his own self-satisfaction. Um, and and Maruki brings up the point that, like, sure, this is getting him what he wants and, and having this power and everything. But if it gets everyone else to have a life that's happy, isn't that a pretty small price to pay to have this one person have that power? Um and, you know, it, it, it again brings up, I think, something that you had talked about last week of the, the morally gray nature of everything going on, where it's like, right. I can People, pretty easily disagree with Maruki, but I can see where his his train of thought is. Yeah, and it's also like, it's not like his, in, I mean, every villain thinks that they're the good guy or whatever, like all yeah. the good ones think that they're the good guy, but like at the same time, like... He is genuinely trying to do good to a certain extent. He's genuinely, like, 
trying to make people happy, right? And yeah. and to what you've seen is like your friends are happy, like right? Like maybe they didn't wish for this and it's not correct, but like that doesn't mean that you know Haru is is unhappy having her ha- like very good father alive, right? Yeah. Like that's that's it's so it's it's it is like you said, it's not right, but it is like it's not cut and dry either. Yeah. It like, I very much am with a catchy where I'm like, I don't want this one man to have this power and go mad with it. And sure. He may be working toward everyone's happiness right now, but what if he decides to have a, a different train of thought and decides yeah. everyone being unhappy will make him happier. What do we do that? Like there's just, then we, we lose all self-control. And so right. um, that all makes sense. But yeah, as you said, you see everyone happy and it, it, it was at times tough during this whole past week to be like, do you really want this? And it's like, well, they do mostly, yeah. but like, I also don't want them to live a lie necessarily. Uh, right. so anyway, we have this whole back and forth about whether it's what we really want. If we want to stay, we, we saw our friends, we got to speak with all of them. Um, do we want to accept this reality or not? And you can accept or refuse. Yeah. I accepted I did too, because that's how the game keeps going. Exactly. Uh, or, but, excuse, or excuse me, we refuse that we, we want his. Thing. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, um, but you can choose the reality. So here's what I'll say. If you haven't played Royal already, maybe wait until this is over, right, to, to go and watch this on YouTube, just to be careful of spoilery stuff. If you have played Royal already, or you're not quite as worried, because I don't think it'll be spoilery, it's just, you know, you never know what you find in YouTube thumbnails. Sure. Google or YouTube search on YouTube for like the like Maruki choice ending or whatever, like taking Maruki's deal ending or whatever it's called and just watch it. Cause it is, um, wild. <laughs> like <laughs> it is, it is a full 10 to 15 minutes of voiced oh, wow. scenes. Like where first you get this scene, and none of this is spoiler because this is literally the end of the game, right? That you're not ever going to see now. Um, <laughs> like, one of them, is, it's like, it starts with, like, basically just, like, everyone hanging out and being happy and LeBlanc together. And, like, just, it's all great. And then you have a scene with Sojiro. And then you, like, it jumps a bit to, like, Shujin graduation of, like, everyone hanging out at graduation together. And, like, it's, like, yeah, it's it's nuts, right? Like, it is it is... And then um, the whole credit roll has these, like, anime-style shots of, like, you know, like, the cutscene style. Oh, my God. Of, like, all of the different party members, like, happy. Like, it's, like, On and Shiho hanging out. There's this one that just crushes my heart that's Futaba in a Shujin uniform walking to school with Sojiro and Wakaba, right? Oh. Like, it's all of, like, you usually call these endings in in games like this where you can like take the wrong path like the quote-unquote bad ending this is referred to as like a bad ending but like it is like unambiguously happy <laughs> like it's it wild just, and it's also got this tinge of sort of like negativity to it because sure. like maruki is like like a really nice touch is like the entire credit roll is 
going at an angle and oh. there's kind of that blue shimmer to all the letters and the music that's playing is Maruki's theme really slow like a really slow version of it oh man so yeah. like it's still implying that you are like under his control to a yeah. certain extent but like there's nothing like bad about what's happening it's so interesting like I'll, I'll watch for myself and obviously for people who want to they should but like so it doesn't sort of other than that stuff, it, it there's not like a creeping, like evil Baruki rise. There's like a little bit of stuff. Like you should watch it. Okay, I'm not, okay. I don't want to spoil it entirely. I'm just trying to give like the tone of sure. like what's going on to it, right? Yeah. And like it, there is a bit of sort of like nefariousness going okay. on, but it's not like it's similar-ish to the bad ending of the the when you take the deal of the god, where like everyone is happy and you're the phantom thieves are famous or whatever. But like the difference in that one is that there is kind of like a, like something is wrong sort of undertone. Yeah. And there is a something is wrong undertone to this one, but it's also like everyone is just really happy. That's <laughs> like, fascinating, man. It's, it's a lot. All right. I, again, if you haven't beaten Royal already, I'd probably recommend you just wait a month or whatever until the Royal stuff is done. But if you have already beaten Royal or, like don't care really look up this cutscene because it's like <laughs> it is it is genuinely like 10 minutes of like fully voiced conversation that's wild that's that you'll never see otherwise uh, again crazy attention to detail that's so cool yeah. um well you can make that choice or you can refuse his reality which we did because yeah. we need to keep doing the show so we uh, <laughs> refuse that reality uh and and refuse his deal uh, and at this point, there's sort of like a bright flash of light. Uh, Sumire wakes up uh, and and is pleading with us to let her be Kasumi. Uh, like yeah. she still wants, everyone else has changed, but like she very much is, I want to still be Kasumi. Like I cannot live in a world where I cause Kasumi's death. Um, and mixed up in her wanting all of this, she essentially, like Maruki helps her attack you. Or no, no, that's the second phase. First, she just attacks yeah. you. First, yeah, excuse first me. is just you, you Joker yes. and Kasumi fight one on one. It's a one on one fight. Yeah, which is great. Uh, which is great. Just a couple things on that. Yeah. The funniest part of that fight is Akechi at the beginning of it being like, "Listen, I could easily kill her right now if you <laughs> yep. want me to, but I don't think you do. So I'm just gonna let you handle this." It's really good. Yeah. Um. And then the other thing about that is that she only uses physical attacks. She uses, like, blade dance or whatever it is. So I had a persona equipped that absorbs physical attacks. (laughs) And so she just, like, literally didn't do any damage to me the entire fight. Wonderful. The other really nice kind of thematic touch, and maybe this is me reading too much into it, Mm -hmm. but because she only... She also uses, like, charge and, like, other things like that. But, like, the only attack she will use is a, like physical uh ability uh which all of those moves damage you Mm. right and they don't damage her because she's an npc and that's playing by different rules but like i love the idea thematically that she's in such like a kind of like fit of a state trying to protect herself even though it's not good for her that she's only using attacks that harm her as well she's literally harming herself by fighting back against you like Again, not mechanically in this case, but, like, thematically, that's what that move is. Sure. Maybe yeah. I'm reading too much into that, but I think that is, like, a really 
interesting thing. Read too much into it on this show? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I really like that train of thought. I do think that makes a, a lot of sense. Um, because this this fight does feel strange in, in, in general to be fighting Kasumi. Right. You obviously don't want to. As Akechi points out, it's not like you want to kill her in this. Um, and so I do think everything like you're pointing to makes a lot of sense and, and adds, again, just adds layers to some of these fights in, in such cool ways. But you yeah. have this you have this fight with her. You eventually, hopefully, defeat her, but, you know, obviously don't kill her or anything uh, and are hoping to make this connection with her uh, and get her to see the light. But uh, Maruki comes essentially to comfort her and says he can make her pain end. Uh, and he actualizes that dream by trapping her and using her persona to fight you with like yeah. giant gross tentacles, basically trapping uh, Sumire and uh, forcing her persona to kind of go aggro on you. Yeah. Isn't that wild? It's so, it's so, it feels so wrong. You're fighting a persona. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, it is the, I, I think it's sort of one of the biggest signs so far of Maruki, like crossing the line. Um, right. And obviously everything he's doing is crossing a line because he's tampering with people's lives without their consent. Sure. But in terms of like the the darkness of it, because like this isn't making anyone happy that he's doing this. Like he's he's clearly causing her some pain, some uncertainty, some some, you know, frustration and all this. But he's he doesn't want to fight. So he's using her persona. And it's reminiscent of Akechi, right? Yes. Make that red sort of glow around her persona is reminiscent of what Akechi does to shadows or his own persona to kind of like make them go nuts. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a really cool moment. He uh, he says that she is sort of like lost sight of things, turns her persona kind of rabbit on us. Uh, and we, we fight it for a bit. It doesn't really, we're not doing much. We can't seem to defeat it. And then our friends are our power and they show up. The whole gang Hooray. is back together again. Um, yeah. yeah. At first, it's just Ryuji. You hear you hear some strange voice, and it's Ryuji. <laughs> Ryuji shows up, and then the whole gang is there, and they're like, "Uh, well, this this is really confusing. What's going on here?" And then someone's <laughs> like, "We don't. We can't explain right now. Let's just fight the big thing, and then we'll get to all that." Yeah. Um. And and the other thing about it too is like. There is an important moment here where Maruki's like, I gave you all what you wanted. And they're like, I think Ryuji specifically is like, we didn't ask for that. Yeah. Right. Like, like the, I think that is an important moment too, that like, yes, he's changed things to make everybody happy based on these like wishes that he thinks they have. But like, it, it is a reminder that nobody actively asked him yeah. to do that. Yeah. Right. Like nobody, it, it's not like somebody these people specifically said, please make all my wishes come true. Please yeah. bring my dad back or whatever. Like he, he just did that stuff. Yep. It, I mean, well, it, it's a really interesting juxtaposition to the palace because in the palace, it's theoretically like people are showing up to try to be cured or to try to figure out what's wrong. Right. But they're not actually doing that to Mar. It's no. not like they're showing up at Maruki's house and being like, please, sir, may I have my family back? That's not what's yeah. happening here, as he said. And so, Everyone shows up, kind of starts to chip away at this idea of what he's doing, being so altruistic and everything. Uh, and we go into a full party fight for the first time in a while to fight against this persona. Um, I don't know if it's different person to person. I had, I don't know if you remember, but I had Akechi, uh, Ryuji, and Morgana in my party. Yeah, okay. although I swapped Ryuji out immediately. <laughs> 
the dude just wanted to show that he didn't need the track team, man. Come on. He blocked that one shot. That's fine. Bring in Yusuke. <laughs> uh, anyway, you fight uh, against the big thing together as a team. It's, it's, it's a pretty decent fight, I would say. I don't have like a huge amount of thoughts to it, but you need to kind of just juggle. It essentially has the ability to consume the other persona right. or the other enemies that get summoned. And so you need to not make sure it has those to keep its its health going back up enough. What? Yeah, what I'll say is it's a mechanically fun fight because it's a little bit nuanced, right, in what the strategy should be, right? Because it will consume, like you said, it'll consume those other personas to heal them. They have 600 health, and whatever their health is at is how much the main per- the thing heals. Yeah. So there's this strategy of, like, if I weaken those personas without killing them, then when she eats them, it will, won't heal her as much. But then they'll still be around to use Heat Riser and attack and do these other things. So it's sort of this trade-off that you have to decide of, like, do I want less things attacking me or do I want to leave them around with lower health to try to, like, slow the healing process down? And yeah. And I like that because it's not a straightforward sort of decision and it's also a fun fight to figure out rather than just like it being you know what's its weakness okay i'm gonna use that right yeah exactly uh and and especially because the cadence of them bringing new guys back isn't like every single round right there there is some variation there so you are making you take the risk wipe the board and then maybe they get summoned back all right away or maybe you kind of have a moment of reprieve exactly yeah Yeah. it it is a fun fight in that way especially to come this late in the game with some stuff like that uh it's fun to have but we eventually defeat uh this persona of of sumire's unfortunately uh at this point and everyone shows up to help us beat it and uh we we're we're all like surprised the gang kind of realizes it's maruki and everything um he, he tells them that it's fine that even if they try to take his heart uh, and, and come and, and change things and, and do their usual palace stuff, but he believes saving Sumire, who is, you know, essentially collapsed and out of it right now, is the most important thing. So he's like, we're done for now. I don't want to deal with this anymore. And like, you can you can come back and you can do your whole Phantom Thieves thing, but this is what I'm going to do right now. Yeah. Um, and so he essentially takes her away and escapes saying that he wants sort of our final decision on February 3rd. Uh, right. Okay. Well, he doesn't take her away. Excuse me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, he, he, he says this is what he wants. That's essentially our deadline. Uh, if our views don't align, we will have to fight even though he doesn't like to, uh, but he, he won't give up what he started. He swore he'd do it on the day he lost everything. Uh, and we we realize that at this point we can't pursue him and we leave. Right. Yeah. And yes, forgive me. I, w- I was incorrect about Sumire. I will just leave the show. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, no, anyway, we're, we're back outside the palace with the whole gang. Everyone's sort of in shock about things. We, uh, we fill them in, obviously, to let them know kind of what's been going on with their lives and our lives. Um they, as I said in my notes, oh, I thought I was really clever when I wrote this. I wrote, they should have just listened to our last episode and they would have known. Oh, Tom, sometimes I crack myself up. Uh, anyway, we <laughs> were having this whole discussion uh, and a catchy shows up. 
uh, and and sort of shows back up. Yes, excuse me, shows back up because he's not with the group. Um, right, and he sort of sees himself as the leader of things. Basically, is what I enjoy about this. He's like, "This is I'm doing this." Wants us all to team up with him. Uh, Sumiri wakes up at this point. Um, we we have her. She was she was unconscious and she wakes up. Uh, we we learn the semester starts tomorrow. So yeah, school. don't forget about school. <laughs> Schools, school is starting back up, which is always wonderful. Um, and that's sort of where we leave things for the start, I guess, of this mission start. Yeah. The, the kind of key things here are that like, or key takeaway moments are the group sort of like accepts that Akechi is not their enemy right now. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then the other thing is that when Sumire wakes up, she like apologizes for causing so much trouble. So clearly she is like calmed down a little bit from yeah she was during the whole maruki thing like she just like couldn't live with herself as sumire right as yeah. the one who killed kasumi and was like really really distraught so she has now calmed down to a certain extent uh to in all of this yeah the fact that she's not just immediately saying i can't be sumire like that that right. that's not the only thing on her mind immediately is is a good sign her yeah um anyway we go back home futaba tries to like gauge the situation with sojiro and and kind of hints at wakaba and everything and um he he's like oh yeah i was thinking about her recently too it seems she's gone now like right. reality again has changed so quickly um that she seems to be gone and it doesn't seem to have caused any issues like it wasn't a sudden loss or something right um so that all happened she then explains about how the group uh ended up at the cafe at the cafe together um having the shattering everyone realizing morgana's a cat uh they remember him being human for a little bit of time and are like why were you human but enough to realize something's been wrong and they need to go investigate and help uh futaba is is having some trouble though obviously because she has this now conflicted time where she spent with wakaba who now doesn't exist again uh, yeah. So she kind of heads off and then we head to bed. Yeah. And there's a continuing theme kind of through all their conversations about like knowing something is wrong. And it's the same thing that uh, Sumire said the last episode, right? Yeah. Like knowing something's wrong, knowing they need to know what it is or else they won't feel better. But like also being afraid to know the answer. Exactly. Which is like even without mind tampering, like kind of a very relatable situation, right? Of like. I know I need to, like, know this thing, but I am terrified to know, like, if you're, like, waiting for, like, you know, a job application or, like, a college application or, like, so- like a test result, something like that. Like, yeah. that sort of feeling of, like, I have to open this envelope, but I do not want to, but I know <laughs> I need to is, yeah. like, it's very relatable. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, we head to bed. I... Don't think I saw what happened next because I think I saved here. I don't know if you want to mention. Oh, okay, that, but yeah, there's you. You get the velvet room, and I, okay. I won't go into super detail, but like it's like an incredibly quick velvet room trip. Okay, where basically they're just like, "Hooray, we have made contact with you again. Goodbye." Okay. So like basically just checking in to be like, "Yeah, you're still going to be able to go to the velvet room." <laughs> cool, perfect. Can still fuse personas. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that pretty much wraps us up for the week of January third through the ninth. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap up this episode, though, 
uh, do want to jump into some person pseudonym and pop quiz. Uh, Tom, I'll give you what I hope is a relatively easy one. Um, okay. This is known as the, it might only be known as this in P. No, no. Uh, anyway, who is the hedonistic braggart? I don't oh. know if we've run into them, but I did want to, I liked this one. Hedonistic braggart. I'm trying to think of, there was one person that you fought with next to bugs. But I can't remember who that was now. I don't know if I've seen this person yet. Or at least I don't immediately recognize the name. Do who? you know who... Uh, but then I might leave that one for now. Do you know who the Dream Dwelling Skull is? No. Well. I don't know either of those. Damn. Well, I'm going to give you yeah. the first one. I'll leave the other one as a cliffhanger. The first one was Dionysus. Oh, okay. So Dionysus was an earlier one then. Yes, yeah. Okay. Um, Hedonistic and, braggart. Yeah, that, yeah, that fits. It does. Uh, I'll leave the other one for another week. But uh, for now, what's your pop quiz question for us? Okay. So the game gives you free reign to run around uh, the map a little bit, right? While you, not free reign, but like it, it lets you wander and talk to people. Uh, one of my favorite things that it does is it puts a very familiar face right outside the front door of LeBlanc on the first day you leave, uh, which is Kotaro the dog is suddenly not yeah. old and lazy anymore. He he's, His owners wished for him to be healthy again, and he's healthy again. Hooray! That was really cute. And they, like, position him right outside the door to LeBlanc, and then the entire rest of the week, he's back in the corner where he usually is, which I find very funny. Yeah. Uh, there's another familiar face, two familiar faces, actually, technically, uh, depending on how far you got into some certain confidant paths, uh, that you can find on Central Street, which is a place you have no reason to go this week, <laughs> okay. but can. Huh. So... Who is the familiar face that you might be surprised to see, depending on when you go to Central Street this week? Uh, who's the familiar face you see on Central Street, and what are they doing? It's the protagonist from Persona 4. It's true! <laughs> no. No. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know. Uh, anyway, please feel free to leave your answers to that pop quiz question in the YouTube comments for this week's show, you can go to youtube.com slash Dronology to find this episode and all the old episodes if you want to revisit them. Or if you just jumped into this episode and were like, I seem to be missing some context for the rest of this discussion. <laughs> uh, other than that, of course, you can also write into Dronology at gmail.com, either with answers or any other questions that you want to send in. Uh, and again, wherever you're listening or watching this, please consider uh, subscribing, reviewing it, rating it, giving it the five stars or the thumbs up or whatever the platforms allow you to do these days. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, we love doing it and, and hope you've been enjoying it as well. We've, we've got a little bit more royal content to dig into in the coming weeks. I'm very excited. I have no idea what's coming, so I will rely all on Tom. <laughs> no pressure. But It's going to be then, great. I'm excited. This week, this, this coming week will be fun. All right, we're, we're going to get into it. I don't know what it is, but we'll find out on next week's episode, episode 41. But thank you for joining us for episode 40. Uh, in the meantime, you can find us both on Twitter. I'm at JM Dornbush. Tom is at Tom R. Marks. 
Uh, but it's getting pretty late, and Morgana's telling us to go to sleep back in his cat form. Uh, actually this time. Actually this time. So uh, until next time, nice to steal it.